welcome back to Why Do People. Today I have a really cool guest. Well, I think all my guests are cool. Um, but today we have Stephanie. And Stephanie, you are a missionary. Is that what that is? Yes. Um, and so you reached out to me. It was, I guess it was kind of funny. Um, you reached out to me asking me if I wanted to be part of, I guess, like your religion in a way. Uh, well, to study the Bible. Okay, so you asked me to study the Bible, and I um, don't really follow any religion. Um, I have always been very curious about them, and how do people, I guess, end up there, or believing what they believe. But I was more interested in figuring out how you got there, and you know, how you got to Miami and being a missionary. I think that's really cool, because like you said, this is your second time in Miami. Yes. And you travel to different cities to be a missionary. Yes. Do you enjoy that? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, and can you tell us a little bit of, a little bit more about that? Where you've been? How is it that you got started? And were you always religious, or did you always study the Bible? Well, thank you for that question. Um, so, I never got a chance to study the Bible my childhood years because my mom was a single mom okay so growing up i didn't have that opportunity to go to church or really um get to know the religion that my mom was in which she was catholic okay so growing up um i would see many people reading the bible talking about god and so it intrigued me because i didn't know yeah i felt left yeah. out yeah and so as i got older many of my friends would invite me to church and mm -hmm. um I would say yes, because it was something that I was missing, um, going to the church that my family, so-called, you know, were a part of, like the religion aspect of it. So your mom, what, she didn't religiously go to sun, Sunday church? No, she didn't. Um, but the rest of your family did? They would. And why wouldn't you go with them, or did you ever ask her, can I go? Well, sometimes I would be left home, uh, like if I was with family, um, to be seen by like my grandmother, Okay. And she wasn't able to leave the house um, just because of her health. Or sometimes when I was with them, it wouldn't be on a Sunday. It would be with my mom, and so my mom wouldn't go. It would be like her day of rest. Sometimes. Yeah, so you wouldn't really have the chance to... So your friends start inviting you to go to Sunday's, um, Sunday school? Not school, but Sunday services. Sunday services. So it would be like uh, middle school, high school. And where was this? In North Carolina. Okay. Um, so I guess it's like relatively safer for kids to go on their own. Maybe was it a small town or were you more of? Yeah, it wasn't a big town. I lived in Charlotte in North Carolina, so it was a city yeah, aspect. But um, I, because my mom was always working, um, I would be with my friends. And so the weekend I would spend the night and they would be like, hey, you want to come? Yeah. And then, of course, I'll, be, I'll say yes. But really inside, I did want to get to know this God, you know, that people would talk about. Yeah, <laughs> people would talk about. Yeah, I feel that. Um, and so you start going to Sunday's church with your friends, and did you would, did you ever think about reading the Bible on your own because you weren't able to make it to, sun, to Sunday service? I didn't think that was possible. Um, I always felt like the person closest to the Bible was the person preaching. Okay. So um, I felt like because that's all I saw, the only way through him was through a preacher. Okay, and you start going with your friends, um, now probably more with your family as well, and do, do, so you start enjoying it, and how does, how did you go from enjoying all that to what you are today? So 
I still had questions. I think the environment was safe. Um, growing up, I wasn't always in a safe environment, so I would like to go to church because it just felt safe to me. Um, and then when I got older, uh, when I went my first year of college here, I was looking for purpose. I was no longer with my friends. I was no longer with my family. I was by myself, and I had more time on my hands to think, okay, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah. So my life just felt redundant. Like I was going to school, going to work. I knew on the weekend I was going to see my friends and go out partying. But I also knew my future because of what the world paints, you know. Yeah, you, you have an idea of what you want. Yeah, you know, you get a career, you'll be with someone, maybe have kids, get married, have grandkids and then you die yeah that's about what life looks like <laughs> exactly and I just felt like there was more than that yeah it was it's kind of ordinary life is kind of ordinary if you really think about it um and I guess through people like you or through your experiences it's what makes them extraordinary and, and on thinking that there's more out there yeah. that's for me that's I guess maybe my problem with religion I feel in your case it's different because you felt safe at church, and from a young age, you felt it was your calling. Would you call it that? I wouldn't say it was my calling. I didn't know what it was. I just know that I was on this quest of finding who God is, you know, who yeah. is God, why people pray to him, and uh -huh. why is he this amazing God, you know? I guess in my, then the opposite view is, for me, was who the hell is this guy, and... Like, who cares? Why are people praying about him or, or asking him for all these things? And and for me, it was it was weird, um, I guess, because I'm more of a standoffish person who likes doing things on my own. And maybe I did have a pretty safe environment at home. Um, I never felt the need to look for safety. I always feel like for the most part, I felt safe at home. And so for me, it was the opposite. Like, why do we need to be asking this person for anything? Yeah. And who is this person? I've always been really curious about reading um, the Bible and, and I guess the book of Genesis. I always mm -hmm. feel like confused on that. Um, so it's like so interesting to me to see someone that is actually devoted, especially at your age and as a child, actually wanting to find out more. I mean, I could see why, but... Um, so, so to be a missionary, do, do you have to learn certain things before? Um, how did that? How does that go? Yeah. So on my journey of what's my purpose in life, right outside of life, I began to seek God on my own, like through prayer. You know, I would be like, okay, like put people in my life who are gonna teach me about you, mm -hmm. and who is gonna tell me the truth about who you are. And I didn't have a, I didn't know I was going to make a decision. I just needed to know who is this person that everyone is praying to, thinks he's wonderful, I should get to know. Um, so I prayed for like about three years. Okay. You know, what's my purpose to then who are you bring people into my life? And this was like my second semester in school. And there was a time management class and a young lady by Kiana, she said, hey, like, I think you really would like my church. And, you know, no one has ever asked me. I was praying. I knew mm -hmm. specifically what I wanted. Did you, were you vocal about your beliefs to make her think that you would like a church? Like, so did people know you believed in God or no, that you prayed? We were actually just having a conversation about okay. me and this, in the, well, my friend at the time, his name was Anthony. And he knew that I was looking 
So we just had a random conversation. And um, that's what provoked her to say, hey, you should check out my church. So I went back home. This was the last day of the class. She didn't grab my number. And I just asked God, hey, if this is the person that I've been praying for, like she'll be in my next semester class. And she will, you know, she'll be open to teaching me, you know, if this is what she If this is the person, yeah. Yeah. And so the good thing about my school at the time, because I had transferred from Miami to Orlando in 2013. Okay. To the International Academy of Arts and Design. And there, um, it's pretty hybrid. So the semester ends, and then the semester starts the next week. Oh, so it was only the weekend. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so you were going to see her soon. Hopefully, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I asked him, well, God, that she'll be in my next semester class, and she was. And that's when she said, hey, I never got your number. She got my number. I went to service that Sunday. Okay. And that Sunday, I started to study the Bible. Um, so you hadn't really thoroughly studied it before you were just, no, I never pray, like, through prayer? Okay. Yeah, I just knew the power of prayer through my family. You know, my family yeah. um, instilled that I, like, pray to God. Like, even my mom, when I asked her when I was in Miami looking, and I had asked her what's my purpose, she didn't know. And I found that interesting because she's been living longer than I have. Yeah. And she has a faith, traditional background. But she didn't have the answer to that question. Um, and... When you were going to church, did you question, because there's obviously Christianity and then there's the Catholics and Protestants, did you want to be like part of a particular group or you were just kind of like looking and and how did you land on this? Because are you Catholic? Is that? Well, traditionally, that's what was taught to me. Okay. But then once I started studying the Bible, that changed. Um, and what is the difference, so I guess, be, be, between considering yourself a Catholic or just studying the Bible? Yeah, so I would tell people before um, that I was Catholic. Yeah. Not knowing what that was, not knowing what they believe in. And then um, when I studied the Bible, I remember my, my focus was uh, purpose, you know, okay. who God was. So the Bible studies helped me to understand God, helped me to understand the different branches of religion, mm-hmm. and helped me to understand my purpose and who I should follow, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so you kind of chose the Bible study. And, I mean, do you ever question, like, ask yourself, is this actually, well, you prayed for something and then yeah. it came true. So it's like, okay, maybe there is, there is a God. Um, but did you ever question it? Did you ever wonder, is it really a man? Did you ever wonder about other religions? Or you were just content with this one? Because there are other gods, um, yeah. according to different religions. So did you ever wonder about those or, or said maybe I should be part of another one? Yeah, so before even studying the Bible, I started to think maybe I just want to believe in higher power. Yeah maybe that'll be better, you know, because I don't know. I'm praying that God will put people in my life. No one is coming, and I'm becoming impatient, you know. Um, So I just said, okay, I'm just going to start believing in a higher power. You know, I see that the universe is real, you know, like just like steering more into science at some point. Um, I think I still had that question, and I was determined to find out, you know, who God is. And 
at a young age, um, one of my grandmother who just passed away last year, I would see her reading the Bible. Yeah. And um, I would see her praying. And so that was the only person outside of when I would go to church and see someone preaching, opening the Bible, Mm -hmm. you know, having that. And so I think when a Bible study was presented to me, I was going to get to know the God that I would see um, my grandmother, like, worshiping, you know. But I didn't, again, she didn't talk to me about him. No one talked to me. Did you ever ask her or, you know. Or did you think there was a different God? You know, I don't know why I didn't ask her. I think once I decided to follow, then I had a conversation with her and I was able to understand. But this was when I was five, six, yeah. I would watch her. And, you know, as you, as you grow up, you, you start seeing, like, the older people. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's for older people, yeah. you know? And then you go more with what the younger crowd is and yeah. my friends were young. And, you like, know, now, now I feel like there's this very popular church that all the young people go to. And I'm like... Is it the thing to go to that church now? Like, Because half of you people are not acting very Christian or Catholic outside of that. Yeah. So why are you advertising the Sunday church that looks a little bit more like a party yeah. Yeah. Um, than, than the actual, I don't know, do you even know what it says on the Bible? And I think that's very important. You have to practice what you preach because you become that example. Yeah. You know? If you don't practice what you preach... It's very hard for people to take it serious. It becomes more of a social gathering yeah. than it does worshiping God. That's what it looked like to me, a social, oh, let's, let's also hang out on Sunday. Um, yeah. And so for me, when I was young, it wasn't about the social gatherings that my friends were doing it. Mm-hmm. And then going, you know, going to my grandmother, it just seemed too old-fashioned, too, too um, impossible, you know? Yeah. It, I don't know. That was just my. Way I feel like they would explain it in a more difficult way than I would say that as well. They're very passionate too. Yeah. And um, it can be very. Um, it can just be presented in a way that is not attractive. Yeah. At a young age. Um. So now, so you started studying and then you asked to be a missionary. No, actually. So, what happened in those studies? I was able to get the answers that I wanted. You know, what was my purpose? Um, and who God is, right, and his standard, and how to have a relationship with him. And I fell in love with that God. Okay. I fell in love with the God who I saw in the Bible. It was no longer, the Bible studies wasn't about who, no longer, like, who God is to them. Mm -hmm. It was about who God is. Did they try to, because I know when you, I've been to church several times, Catholic church, and I guess the priest reads a piece and then he tells you his understanding of it was this anything like that or was it left to your own um for you to figure out yeah it was left for me to figure out um in a sense where it was presented to me very themed Mm -hmm. you know like the very first study was about seeking god and all the scriptures was about seeking god so god was teaching me how to seek god you know what does that look like to him and so they were just pointing me to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, let's turn to the scripture and this is my interpretation of it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Or what I'm getting out of it. It's like the scriptures interpret itself. It was very clear. Okay. And, and at the end, you know, it, there was challenges and um, also like challenges in the sense of like uh, going back and applying it to my life. Were there people 
or teens? Was it just more focused on teens and? No, actually. It was everyone. Everyone. I mean, there was someone who was in their late forties, fifties in my studies mm -hmm. to someone who was the same age from as the me or younger. From the start of the study to. Um, like where you ended, mm -hmm. did people kind of fall out or did people stop going or was it more consistent? No, it was very consistent. Um, okay. No one left that was helping me study the Bible. If anything, it kept adding and adding more people, more nice. women yeah, that's to, to give me support. You know, mm -hmm. those things that, you know, I had questions about or things that I didn't really understand. Remember, this is my first time ever reading. Mm -hmm. um, and going back home and being a student, you know, not just because they're saying it. Let me let me read it in context. Okay, this scripture is about seeking God, but what else was it saying? Why did it say that? And the before I had and that, after. Yeah, the before and after. It wasn't no more how, you know, if I would go on Easter Sunday to a Catholic church service, mm -hmm. one scripture, go home, good, that's it. No questions, we're not talking about it. It's like, no, let's talk about it. What? How did that make you feel? What do you think? Is that making you angry? Do you want to do this? Do you not? So it was very good for me. So you finished your studies and... I finished my studies and I decided I wanted to follow this God of the Bible, which included me getting baptized. So I got baptized in baptism. You're um, added to God's family. You know? Is it one of those like where you watch on TV with the whole everyone surrounding you and... Um, they put you in giant water bath. <laughs> well, it's not a water bath. It's the baptistry. It's yeah. outside, and many who was at service came and watched it. Nice. Um, and, you know, you're added to the family, and so you get to learn about God's family, too, in the studies. So you were not baptized as a child, or is this like a separate baptism? So I wasn't baptized as a child. Again, my mom was a single mom. Mm -hmm. My dad was in prison. So my mom didn't want to make any religious um, choices for you. Choices for me without him there. Okay. Um, I got very frustrated at age 13, and I told her, "Hey, like I want to do this. Mm -hmm. I want to get baptized." Everybody got baptized at the baby. Yeah, I got baptized as a baby, and, and I'm like, and I'm the only one left out. Yeah. Like, I don't feel special. Yeah. I don't feel, you know, like what's going on. I don't even feel part of like this traditional religion. Yeah, it's like I just feel like it's just a, like a cultural thing. I don't know anybody. I mean, my cousin, she, well, everyone, I guess, baptizes their kids, and then they never go to church. I'm like, what? what is the point of that? I don't even know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I've been to two baptisms where I've actually sort of paid attention, and the priest tells you, do you, do you promise to teach the word of God to this kid and everybody's like yes and then no one ever goes I was like what do you, what did he just you just lied in front of God like that's what you did um and I'm like you guys aren't even religion so it's it's all those like small things that make you question um like I guess I'll I'll, I'll baptize my children but I, I don't know, maybe it's like a trend or a family thing that you must do in case that you die, but then your family takes over your kids anyway, so you don't really need the godparents that you used to. Um, I don't really really know the, what the role of the godparent is, but... Great question. Yeah, it's like the grandparents take over. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you finished, you got baptized. Yeah, and I became a part of the family, understanding it in in the Bible, like, mm -hmm. what, what's this family supposed to look like, right? Um, remember, I come from a broken family, so it, it's a family. Were you would you call it broken? I mean, your parents, but was uh, your family as a yeah, whole? my family as a whole was a broken family. 
abuse comes from there. Mm-hmm. Um, drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't have the education. My grandmother came by herself, left her nine children in the Dominican Republic to yeah. bring everyone into the state, and they were apart for many years. Yeah, so it's so complicated. It's complicated. Do you think that made you see God more strongly or do you think that if your life would have been different you would have still seen God? I don't think so. I think that this life was designed for me to seek him. Not as a child. As a child I don't know I'm grateful that I never like um allow my problems to be in to push me towards salvation. Or salvation. Yeah. Um but it Again, the question was, oh, I felt left out, mm-hmm. you know, and because everybody was doing it, like I mentioned, and I just had that question. But it was never my circumstances that pushed me to God. Even when I was when I was more older, um, and you were doing better, and I yeah, was doing better. I was in a relationship. I had everything going for me. Yeah, but again, I was empty. Okay. So I had a job. I had the job. That so it was still a thing that you wanted to do because I think what pisses me off about people and religion it's not religion it's people um i remember i was like sitting somewhere like waiting for my car to get washed and the guy was like do you know god and i'm like i've been in church many times sure like we know each other we say hi sometimes and um the guy was like what are you doing today or i don't know what he asked me and i'm like yes i'm going to a concert with my family he's like is it a christian concert or is it uh religious music and i'm like no it's literally the singer that you support Um, and he was like, that's against the God, the will of God, and you really need to go to church. And then he told me about this accident that he had, and he's like, and I asked for God, and I'm like, I have willingly gone to church and wanted to learn about what is actually in the Bible and wanted to educate myself. Maybe not because I believe or anything, because I want to know. You know, it's like you, I, not exactly like you, but I've always wanted to know what is what is it about God, you know? Yeah. And I want to educate about myself about what religions do and why they do it and the tradition. And I think it's important. I think it's important to believe in something. But not because you're about to die and you have no other option. <laughs> like, so now you're preaching to me, someone that has actually believed in the higher power. Yes, I'm not Catholic, but I still like to believe and I still like to you know, constantly learn about this, but you come because you were a disaster telling me what to do and, and telling me that I can't go to a concert just because your life is a mess. And I think that's like sometimes the the, the point or, or why I wanted to talk to you because you were like, okay, you don't, I'm not gonna push you to it, but let's talk about it. Let's educate people. Um, let's see how we get here. And people telling their stories and, and learning so not only are you a believer because that was who you are but you learned you educated yourself and you said okay i learned about it and then okay now i want to continue it and i'm not going to push anybody to it but it, but there's nothing wrong with asking somebody if they want to learn about it that's literally school anyway um yeah, approach is everything yeah approach and and asking someone you don't know what someone is is going through or what they want to learn about i wanted to learn about it um and and you know so going back <laughs> you finished it you were part of the family and and now you want to speak to people about that yeah so i was a year and a half in mm-hmm. and you know i was 
sharing with as many people I knew about this new life, you know, this, this transformation. Um, Did you start to feel full? Yeah, you know, my life started changing. On the outside, you would look at it like, whoa, it's a tornado. Yeah. I, I lost my job mm-hmm. uh, because I started to put that job above my relationship with God, and God took it away. Yeah. So I was no longer in this job that I idolized, that I really wanted with all my heart. Can I can I ask you about that? Um, what was the job, and, and what caused you to lose it? Yeah, so the job I worked at was at Footlocker. I wanted to own my own store. Okay. Um, so what would happen one day, I... Not one day, on Sundays I would go to service and mm-hmm. basically the manager gave me the um, authority to go at 12 o'clock back into the store. Mm-hmm. So my clock and times were supposed to reflect the times that I was coming in, not the time that I was scheduled. Okay. And it was showing the time that I was scheduled. Corporate reached out saying, hey, this person's time is reflecting that it's been changed to mm-hmm. 9 o'clock, but it's supposed to be 12, what's going on? You know what, we're just gonna fire her. Yeah. That's so crazy. Right? right, and this was this was literally in January. I got baptized in September. Okay. Never been written up, never been talked about. Yeah. Corporate sees you as a number. Yeah, of course, as they saying, do. Something is being manipulated. Yeah. We're not gonna investigate this, fire her. That's, that's crazy. Right? And I was just like, wow. And what do you mean you were putting the job above God? Well, what what was going on, my job wanted more of me. Okay. It's a retail job. I worked at Florida, we're the number one store in the South. Mm -hmm. And they wanted more of me. They loved me. They wanted me to own my own store. Mm -hmm. That was their vision for me. And I I started working in 2013. A week later, they promoted me to assistant store manager. Yeah. And then within a year, they wanted to give me a store. Okay. For you to run. For you to run. Okay. For me to run. And so, um, yeah, like, they wanted more. They wanted to see me there until 1 a.m. Yeah. Sometimes. Putting in the work, as they say. Exactly. Whatever. And so. That means. Happening was, I was like, some meetings that I wouldn't be invited to, I couldn't make, or I seemed very distracted on my time with God, you know, Mm -hmm. reading and praying. It was just becoming so overwhelming. it was clouded. I'll just go later. Yeah. I'll, I'll do this later, and then I'll fall asleep and not do it. And my attention was divided, and I had to make a decision, but it was so hard for me yeah. because this is what I've been working towards. And he's like, okay, I'm going to let this happen. <laughs> since, you, since you're not going to decide, yeah. we're going to decide for you. <laughs> yes. Um, so your life is, it's, I guess, I guess, back into being a mess in a way. Yeah. yeah. And were you going to school at the time? I did was, you need the money? Um, were you at home? Or, or I was at home. My mom had gotten uh, a bypass surgery yeah. in Dominican Republic. She had minor complications, so I, that's what, the reason why I left from Miami to Orlando to yeah. help with the bills while she recovered. And then, um, yeah, so I needed this money to help my mom in the meantime, and I was going to school full time. Luckily, I had student loans to take care of that, but I needed a job because I would drive home to school, so I needed for gas and my personal bills. And um, yeah, so I went a whole month without working. Okay. That was the first time. And you're obviously applying everywhere, and where did you land? And so I landed at this marketing agency, um, which helped um, people with government phones to help them install it and help them get it. 
they're called track phones. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I think we used to use them way back in the day before actually before all this. Yes, I agree. The little rechargeable yeah. Walmart. <laughs> yes, and so um, I did that for a few months. Um, it was an outdoors job. I didn't want to do outdoors. And it was based on like how many people you helped. So it wasn't consistent. Mm, I hate those type of jobs. Yeah, yeah. So I left. Then I got hired at Wawa. But I was promised a certain pay. But I wasn't given it. It wasn't reflected. Nope. And then I started Nike. But only about a week. It was too far. And they were only scheduling me once a week to retail job. Nike's started. shady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a shady company. I know. And then I ended up in... Um, it's like an insurance company that helps bigger companies and their employees to mm. um, put them in like the system and make mm-hmm. sure that they get their benefits. So I did that for a few months. And um, I wasn't the best employee because I did a fashion show. So I'm really into fashion. And um, I did a fashion show, a couple, with my friend for, for the ministry. And um, Oh, so this is part of the ministry? No, we actually just performed it for it. And I fell in love oh. with it. And um, You do kind of those um, ones where they donate? Yeah, and we did the one donate. that we did for meningitis awareness. So, mm-hmm. Um, the ministry I'm a part of has a branch called Mercy Worldwide, and we do community outreach through them. And so we wanted to raise awareness for my friend's baby sister who passed away from meningitis as a disease. And we raised money. But the first one we did was um, to help women, you know, learn how to be fashionable but modest, mm-hmm. okay. you know, in the ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I just like, man, I really want to do you Do you think people are still judgy about that in, in the ministry? I mean... Um, judging because um, God talks about well the Bible talks about um, being modest there's not a what modest is you know there's not so there's no definition there's no of definition modest. modest but modest in the term God is using is not to be revealing not to invoke like provoke or invoke um, others to struggle you know with mm-hmm. purity and lust and wanting attention like attention there's always motives as to why we do what we do it is so funny that you bring that up and that honesty comes up i mean modesty comes up because i have this particular person that i've always struggled with the way that they believe in god and i remember this one time they told me well i choose what sins i make or not and like that's left to me me and god and one of the things that that people around me would say she, oh, this girl goes to Sunday, I mean, to church every Sunday, but, like, look how she's dressed on Saturday. Like, what is... And for me, that was such... Like, it, it's it's one of the, the many reasons maybe that led to this podcast, me asking all those questions where, for one thing, they were kind of impure and kind of not really caring. And then for other things, it's like, I, I need to be there every Sunday. And it was like, do you feel... I, I just didn't feel like a pure love. It felt kind of like a guilty love. And I think it was like a cool experience to see that because it really let, you know, opened up more more questions and, and you know, what does the God, the Bible really say? And like you said, you're not supposed to, you know, um, provoke people, but then how are you religious, provoking people, and then, like, gotta be there for God. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like you said, um, your relationship is, like, suffering in a way, so I guess it makes me question. Yeah, yeah, so, like... 
So, so in the church, do they do they care about that or? Well, we want it to be inviting, um, but think about it as you know you're going you're going to church to worship. So you want to be respect. You want to respect where you are, and you don't want to draw the wrong attention. Mm-hmm. You know, we're there to give God the attention, not us. Okay, that makes sense. And it's not a fashion show. Mm-hmm. It's not a fashion show. He actually talks about that. Don't don't waste your money on trying to buy elaborate clothes. Granted, if you want to buy a Tory mm-hmm. Birch or yeah. Gucci bag, you know, go ahead. What you really want to do, go ahead. But he doesn't impose that because, again, if and he's talking here in, in the way that you worship, you shouldn't go to church for it to be a fashion show. You need to go there because you want to worship God. You want to get to know God, and so. You know, I'm, that's one of my passions also in the ministry is to teach women how to be modest and fashionable. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you have to wear a garbage bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an exaggeration, but... And I guess one of my questions yeah. from that is, if God, I guess, creates... I don't know what it says on the Bible, but they say that they, God creates all people or creates maybe your path. So if God did not want us to be revealing or then why put on all these great designers out there um, for us to dress like that, for us to be involved with all this high end and gold and, and jewelry and and you know why? That's my... Yeah, you know, he gave us free will. Unfortunately, okay. because of Adam and Eve, you know, we now have to suffer the somewhat called consequences of free will, mm-hmm. of learning good and evil and what we're gonna do with with what we have, right? So you can be a fashion designer. So are we a manipulation of God and, and the devil, per se? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like there's good and evil. Mm-hmm. You know, there's God and Satan. And so because of evil, you know, like, it's all what you do, like this, this Gatorade bottle that you have here. It's a plastic Gatorade bottle, shame on me. Plastic, <laughs> <laughs> plastic Gatorade. But let's say not about plastic, but let's just say it's a Gatorade bottle, right? I could either drink it or I can throw it at you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's a choice of how we use it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, these designers, you know... Does it say why we have more, some people have more good and some have more bad? I know some, no, some of it is science, or if that's, I don't know, if that's, if that's even a thing, yeah. yeah. Um, well, we all, like, we all fall short. I fall short. Mm-hmm. That's why I need God. Yeah. You know? That's why I need him, that, you know, knowing the God of the Bible and understanding sin and understanding brokenness and, and seeing my life, you know, I, I then understood, okay, this is why I need God. Do you ever put like question if pieces of your life are of another religion? Because there's the whole, you know, karma thing. And if you did act in a certain way in a past life, I don't know if, if um, I guess Christians and I don't know. Since you you're you're like a Bible reader, so I'm like I don't know if that's a Christian or um, since you go by the Bible, let's say. Um, I believe it says that that reincarnation is not a thing. So, or that I guess um, uh-huh. karma. Yeah. So I guess that karma is not not a thing. Uh, there's consequences. Okay. To what we do. Because in Hinduism, I'm pretty sure it is. Whatever you did in your past life, it comes. This one, you either pay for it or you're grateful for it, and yeah. your life, for example. Um, was harsh, and that could have been in another religion, the cause of 
whatever you did in your past life. So, so do you ever think about that? Do you ever question if it's a mix? Uh, I don't believe in past life. Okay. Um, biblically, you know. Um, but I do believe in in your life, you make decisions, whether they're the right ones or not. You know, you know what's right from wrong. Mm-hmm. You all got a conscience. Yeah. Conscience, right? And so you know, like, if you go to the store and you pick up a bubble gum, yeah. you already know you did something wrong yeah. as a child. I th- I knew I did. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's consequences on her. Man, conscience is a funny thing. <laughs> you know, you know it's wrong, and you yeah. know, but there's consequences. And, you know, the, the God of the Bible does talk about um, obeying the law of the land. So mm-hmm. the, our law of the land, if you steal, there's... There's jail. There's jail. Does... So the law of the land, it's interesting that you say it like that because, I mean, look at our laws now. Are they really to be obeyed? What about laws 50, 60 years ago or when slaves couldn't own land? Is that a law to obey? So, you know, what exactly is the law that we have to obey? Do we have to obey the what God says, which maybe makes a little bit more sense, um, versus whatever these people that we call government say. Yeah, you know, for righteous sake, yes. You know, to be righteous, to be right. Anything that goes against the will of God, and that's there's consequences to that. There, I mean, all throughout the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, you had King, King Nebuchadnezzar who wanted um, God's people to bow down to mm-hmm. Not everybody got down, and you saw the consequences to that. But you also saw, because of their righteousness, what, what ended up happening. Um, they didn't get burned by the fire. They didn't get yeah. eaten by the lion. Okay. And that was like, whoa, you know, he's powerful. Mm-hmm. But they said even if he does allow it, we still have worship. So it's a choice. Now, um, with God and his law, his love language is obedience, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, the, the approach is everything. You know, like a, one of the biggest things is like a relationship. He has a standard, you know. He knows he doesn't want us to live by the law, but he wants us to live in faith that we believe in the law. Okay. So, for instance, like if it says do not lie, you know, my big when I because lying is not it's not of the law, so yeah, it's not of the law, but it's, yeah. it is of God in, in okay. the Bible, you know. So if he says, okay, do not lie. I lie. Like that's one of my natures. I lie. I'm a, I, I'm a liar by nature. Really? Yes. And so, but why do I lie? Right? Mm, I get okay. afraid of what people are gonna think if I say the truth. Okay. So over the course, I'm of only afraid of my mom. Let me tell you, that's the only person I've ever lied to. Or like, let's say, like I, do I was I'm a very authority. Yeah. So I get panic. I oh. freeze, and then I lie. I try to make the best, make it sound. Yeah. Versus saying the truth. Hey, why are you mm. here? Oh, I'm here to see my friend. Yeah. My friend here. What are you talking about? Yeah. I came here to grab some lunch or something. And then we all lie. Yeah, you know, but it's like, you know, I've been following God for six years now that, you know, in knowing that he doesn't want me to lie, when I'm mm-hmm. put in those situations, and let's say I do end up lying, I have these amazing people to hold me accountable. Okay, I lie when this happens. How do I not lie? Yeah. You know, I have to want to turn away, and it's a self-denial because it's easy for me to lie. Yeah, it's, it's what you've, exactly. It's what I've been taught, you know? It's what I know. And so because I know, like, okay, I want to have a relationship with God, just like I want when somebody wants a relationship with me and they, like, I don't know, they cheated on me, let's say. And I say, you know, I don't really like that you cheated on me, but then they ask for forgiveness, I forgive them. When they're put in tempting ways, they're gonna re- want to remember me. Like, yeah. Hey, like, I saw how that hurt her. I don't want to. I don't want to cheat on her. 
let me not put myself in that situation if you really love the person, mm-hmm. right? But if you don't really not, love then. them, you continue doing it. Yeah. And so because I really love God and I want a relationship with him, you know, I'm willing to deny myself. So you went through all of this and then you started the missions. Um, How long have you been doing that for? Yeah, so like I mentioned, a year and a half in, um, through like my relationship with God and, you know, growing in my worship and and my sharing. um, My friends, OJ and Jalisa, who was a part of the ministry in Orlando, um, they asked me, hey, um, I really would like you to help us um, in Houston. Okay. Said sure, I had nothing to lose at this time. I, you know, I didn't want to work at that job, at mm-hmm. insurance place, and I was like, sure, you know, it's perfect kids. timing. Yeah, perfect timing for change. And um, I went to Houston. I was there for a year and a half, in, as well, a year and like seven months. And then we get a call that they need them to come to Miami, and so I was working that in Houston full time in the ministry. Mm-hmm. I was working in the University of Houston. And focusing on the campus. Is the ministry a job? Do you um, get paid for that or Yeah, well when I was asked to work in the ministry, yes, but when I okay. when I originally went I got a job. I was working for as a receptionist for mm-hmm. a rheumatic disease clinic. Mm-hmm. And so I worked there for a month and then um, OJ asked me, Hey, you know, we really wanna build a cranking campus ministry at University of Houston. I would like you to focus on helping the women there. Mm-hmm. You know, see, asking women if they want to study the Bible and doing it full time. And I said, of course, that's, you know, I'm here to help. Yeah. Oh, use me. And so I was there for a year and a half. Things were great. And they got the call first. And then they told me, hey, you know, we decided to go to Miami. Mm -hmm. We have you on staff. New leaders are going to come in. You won't be on staff anymore, but I really would like you to come with us to Miami. And at the time, I was like, already thinking, I want to go back to Orlando. Like, I don't really want to be in Houston anymore, you know. And then I spoke with the women's ministry leader here, and she's like, we really need help. I think it'll be great for you. And I prayed and fasted at the time, and I was like, okay, God, this is what you want me to do. You know, the first time I went to Miami, it didn't quite work out for mm-hmm. me, but I would want to do it for you. And okay. So I decided to move three years ago, and here I am. Do you guys at the ministry have volunteers that are not, um, I guess, Bible readers? Do you guys accept volunteers? Or? Yeah, well, we do. Um, like I said, we have a mercy and coordinated uh, events. Mm-hmm. And they come, you know, people who don't believe in what we believe, they come and help, you know, the community. Yeah. Um, people, we invite people to Sunday service all the time that have many different religion backgrounds. Um, Muslim. Um, the Jewish um, background, um, people who believe in um, Santeria. Yeah. You know, we have many people who come. Again, you know, there's no... The awesome thing about God is that it doesn't matter what you believe. He just wants a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants, um, you to, he wants you to know him. And if, yeah. you, if you like him yeah. and want... It's like any relationship. Any relationship, yeah, yeah. Um, and... Do you have any plans to, I don't know if you can move up in the ministry or or be a leader of a higher, um, I don't know, department? I don't know how that works. Um, or like area, do you, is that something that you would want? Of course. Or do you want to do more of a career like based? Yeah, so, you know, I would, 
I'm open to anything. I think I did fall in love with ministry work. Yeah. You know, um, I see myself helping more women in the um, arts, media, sports part yeah. of the ministry. So it's called AMS. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I really would like to help many, many women know the God that I follow, um, see them heal, you know, get to know God himself. And, you know, do it for the next woman. Yeah. But my concentration would be in the arts, media, sports field. Mm -hmm. And if there would be a career that I would have to take, it would still be in that that world because I would want to help women and men, you know, get to know God. So they would go hand in hand, per se. Um, Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. I have really enjoyed our talk. Um, I hope the listeners do too. think it was very informational um and yeah i mean it's like anything you believe you don't and there's nothing wrong with questioning and learning about it um it's not like you're tied down um so thank you once again and thank you guys for listening i'll you'll hear me next week